absolutely welcome aboard. And we've got Pastor Stan Johnson. My friend, the mic is yours. Take all the time you want. Okay. I'm going to call this the markers are coming. I know you never heard that. Matter of fact, you're about to hear a lot of things you probably never heard. Now, we're going to be talking about the mark of the beast, but I'm going to be saying you're going to be hearing some things tonight about the mark of the beast. You're going to be seeing, thinking some things about the mark of the beast that you've never seen, you've never heard, and you've never thought of. And it is, in my opinion, the most challenging thing in the 6,000-year human history. It is the greatest test since Adam, the greatest test. And we get the greatest victory if we win, but also we get the greatest punishment if we don't. This is for all the marbles, you might say. I'm going to call it the markers are coming. Now, the reason I call it that is because what we're about to see is the entire world is about to start coming after those of us that refuse to take the mark of the beast. Revelation 13 says, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond to receive a mark in the right hand or in their forehead. And then no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number's name. Here's wisdom. Let him to hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 600, three score, and six. There is going to be a time when all of the world, which is going to be most of the people with a beating heart, are going to come after those people that refuse the mark. I'm going to call them the markers. They want to come after us. They want to mark us. And if we take that mark, we are tossed into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone with no hope of escape for all eternity with the beast, the false prophet, and with Lucifer. Tormented day and night with him and probably by him with no hope of escape. We cannot take the mark of the beast. Now, let's talk for just a minute, and I'm about to bring it home. And I tell you right now, this is going to be a bit, it'll be, it'll be pretty scary because it's already in the process of being started. Let's talk about the mask mandates. Now you recall back in, in March of last year, they came out with, I'm not going to say the word because YouTube will take us off and I want to put this on YouTube also. Uh, but you know that we came out with the V. And then, of course, just before the election last year, they came out with the anti-V. Well, the anti-V has been the thing that they're really pushing on us, even more so than the V. So let's talk about the mask mandates. I'm going to say right up front, every one of you, including myself, failed the test. In other words, at some point over the last, uh, well, the masks really started coming out in what, March, April of 2020? I'm going to say that everyone watching, every person listening at some point failed the test. At some point, we all put on a mask, which is a precursor to the mark of the beast. I'm going to say it this way. If you'll put on a mask, you'll take the mark of the beast. Oh, no, 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 no. I want to, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you put on a mask, You'll take the mark of the beast unless you have some roots down deep with Jesus and you're willing to resist. And it's not going to be easy. Now, let's talk about it. Here's some of the things that the mask mandates stopped us on. For example, I wanted to walk in Walmart. There was a man standing at the door and he said, you don't have a mask on. I said, no. 
He said, you can't come in without a mask. I had to decide, okay, do I want to buy groceries or do I want to wear a mask? I put the mask on. I walked into Best Buy. You don't have a mask on. No, I don't. But I only got a couple of things I got to buy. So I quickly grabbed them, went up. There was no one standing in line. I was standing at the checkout. They'd already rung it all up. And a manager walked up. He said, you don't have a mask on. And I said, no. Then he turned to the cashier and he said, don't check him out until he goes out to his car and gets a mask. They didn't offer me a mask. I had to walk out to my car and get a mask because at that particular point, had a meeting and I had to get those two things in order to get the meeting going. So I went out to the car, humiliating, got a mask, put it on, went in, got the two items. So Walmart wouldn't let me buy groceries. Best Buy wouldn't buy, let me buy these two electronic items. Now, I'm going to say, if you're watching or listening right now, the same thing has happened to you. I stood in line at, at Home Depot. They had the little round dots on the concrete, six feet apart. And I had to stand in line for about 30 minutes. <laughs> Not that the store, was, the store was crowded. It's that well, I had to wait six, inch, six feet apart, and there could only be so many people in a store, and I had to have a mask on. If I didn't have a mask, if I didn't stand six feet apart, if I didn't wait my turn to get in because they couldn't have too many people in the store, I wouldn't have been able to get anything at Home Depot. Now, if you think a mask has forced you to buy at Walmart or Home Depot or Best Buy or something like that, imagine how difficult it is going to be to resist the mark of the beast. I'm going to say it this way. You can't imagine how difficult it is going to be to resist that mark of the beast. There have been restaurants that closed. Leslie and I went to our favorite restaurant and we were uh, commenting on how we liked the restaurant. And they said, yeah, well, tomorrow's our last day. We're closing. <laughs> Why is that? Because the state won't let us have enough people in the restaurant to keep it going. And so consequently, corporate has decided, and we watched the next day. Sure enough, they closed our favorite restaurant. Hospitals, headline, hospitals in France now reserved for vaccinated persons only. I'll read it again. Hospital, this is today. Hospitals in France now reserved for vaccinated persons only. I'm going to say probably the same things happened to you. I had to go in for surgery. Guess what I had to wear? I had to wear a mask the day before to go in and check in. When I went in for the surgery, I had to wear a mask. And if I didn't wear a mask, they weren't going to let me in. Not only that, but I had to have a swab stuck at the back of my, my brain checking for see if I had COVID. And I did test positive for COVID. So then I had to wait another two weeks until I tested not positive for COVID. I'm telling you, if you think the mask, if you think the V has been difficult to resist, you ain't seen nothing yet. You're not going to be able to fly with, with the mark of the beast. A matter of fact, uh, I just flew in the plane here this past weekend. Guess what? I had to wear a mask. And American Airlines is playing the, 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 the recording over and over and over that if you don't wear a mask, that you can't get on the plane. And if you're on the plane, you won't wear a mask, then they will mark you and you won't be able to get on any future American Airlines flights. So the mask is, is a precursor to the mark of the beast. I was not able to go to a movie. 
unless I wore a mask. Couldn't go to a doctor, less wore a mask. Couldn't go to the hospital with less. I had a congregation member in the, the hospital. Couldn't go to the hospital visit. My own daughter had, uh, had to be in the hospital for a month trying to have a preemie baby. Which she did. I couldn't go see her. I was willing to wear a mask. They wouldn't let me in because of COVID. But what do you think is going to happen when you don't have the mark of the beast? It's going to be a lot worse. Any conspiracy control or new believing person or agency is going to be forcing this mask on you. I'm going to say it this way. No one listening or watching totally refused to wear a mask in all cases. In other words, every one of us put on that mask. At one time or another, every one of us put on that mask. Everyone, at least if you live in the United States, no one escaped the mask mandate. No one. This only lasted for about a year. Now, ask yourself, what happens when the mark of the beast lasts for four or five years? In other words, my estimation, I don't think it starts at the beginning of the tribulation, but absolutely positively, without a doubt, it is in full swing by the middle of the tribulation, meaning it's at least three and a half years long, probably five years long. So try to imagine a time when no one can buy or sell for somewhere between four or five years. Now, we've only been through the mask mandate for the last 12 months. And of course, here in Texas, they removed the mask mandate, uh, but some of the places didn't get that. There's all kinds of signs still up in Texas that says masks are required or masks are recommended. At some point, everybody wore a mask. I don't think any one of us escaped it. Now, another headline. This is today. Revolt in France over COVID vax pass. City halls being stormed. Presidential residents sprayed with horse manure. That's the headline. And it literally had a video of them driving a big tanker truck and spewing horse manure all over uh, Macron's, the, the president of, of France, all over his residence. Why? Because they passed a law in France just yesterday morning that says you must have a vaccination pass. They call it, um, what do they call it here? Oh, oh, here, a sanitary pass. This comes to us uh, July 26th. Citizens of France have finally had enough. Uh, sanitary pass, otherwise known as the vaccine passport. Uh, I think I made my point there. I'll move on. All right, now. Let's talk about the mark of the beast. Just how bad is that going to get? So try to imagine it's not going on for a year. It's going on for four or five years. You're not going to be able to buy or sell. He causes us all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on the right hand or their forehead. And then no man might buy or sell save he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So that means you won't be able to drive a car. What? Wait a minute. You can't make the car payments. Wait a minute. You can't buy the gasoline. Can't buy the insurance. You won't be able to drive a car. What about groceries? You can't get into a grocery store. You can't buy or sell. Even if you have chickens or goats or milk to sell or eggs or something like that, you can't sell them because you're not a part of the system. You can't buy them because you're not a part of the system. You can't stay in a house because you can't make the payments. You can't pay the taxes. You can't buy the electricity or the water or anything else. You can't live in a house. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It gets worse. See, we haven't thought this through here. You can't buy seeds 
to plant because that's buying and selling. See, you can't sell things. You can't buy things. The only option you have is to barter. And we're going to get to some dreams from some people that saw that's exactly what's coming. And some of them say, for some good reasons, it's going to happen this year. Also, you can't get metal, medical, dental, water, electricity. You can't buy firearms or ammunition. So the markers are going to come after you. It's not just that they're right. See, right now, they're just putting up signs. You can't come into my business. You can't come into my restaurant. You can't come into my dental place. You can't come into my hospital. But what happens when we go to the next level? What happens when the beast tells all of the people that have taken the mark of the beast, we've got to cleanse the planet of all of these evildoers, these people that just don't want to be a part of the new system. We've got to get rid of them. That's the whole point behind the Purge movies. So I did a little research on the Purge movies. James DeMonico is a writer. He grew up in Brooklyn and Staten Island. He spent eight years in Paris, and that led him to, quote, put a microscope on his life after seeing the difference in the relationship between guns and violence in Paris compared to New York. He and his wife, a doctor, were almost killed by a drunk driver in Brooklyn. In anger, his wife said, quote, I wish we could all have one free, parenthesis, murder is what she's talking about. I wish we could all have one free murder every year, something which helped inspire the Purge series. Now, if you've not watched one of these Purge movies, while it might be disgusting, I will assign it to you because you need to understand the mental thought process of these people, these markers that are going to come after you. This storyline called The Purge, this movie by this guy, James DeMonico. In America, in an America whacked, racked by crime and overcrowded prisons, the government has sanctioned a 12-hour period in which any and all criminal activity, including murder, is legal. The police can be called. Hospitals suspend help. It's one night when the citizenry regulates itself without thought of punishment. On this night, plagued by violence and epidemic of crime, one family wrestles with the decision of who they will become when a stranger comes knocking, when an intruder breaks into their apartment. Universal Pictures. Did you know that there are over 200 titles now? Not just movies, TV programs, 200 titles all talking about a purge. So what are they talking about a purge? They're talking about the markers, the people that want you to take the mark of the beast, that are going to hunt you down. This is not just, oh, you can't buy groceries if you don't have the mark. Oh, you can't drive a car if you don't have the mark. That's it's past that. They're going to hunt you down. Oh, Stan, surely not. Oh, would you like a scripture on that? I do have one. Let me go. Here it is. Jeremiah 16, 14. Now, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, yeah, 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 but that's Old Testament. But wait a minute. This is talking about how the Lord is going to restore Israel. This specifically is talking about the tribulation period. Specifically, it's talking about a time when people, there's going to be a great, great mass revival. I'll jump down to verse 19 and start there. Then I'll jump back up and show you what it's talking about. Oh, Lord, my strength and my fortress and my... Tribulation. Many times in the Old Testament, the word affliction or day of affliction, 
is speaking about the tribulation. The Gentiles should come to thee from the end to the earth and shall, shall say, surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there's no profit, and have made into themselves gods that are not gods. Therefore, this once I will cause them to know. This is your great miracle revival. I will cause them to know. I will cause them to know my hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is Jehovah. Now, just a few verses before that, listen to what it says. Behold, I will send many fishers, saith the Lord, and they shall fish them. After I will send many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain, from every hill, out of the holes of the rocks. Yes, it is speaking about the Jews. It is speaking about them having to return to Israel, but it's also speaking about you and I. In other words, the markers are coming. The markers are coming, my brothers and sisters. All right, now, how do we get ready for this? Okay, so let me back up. Let me finish my, my comment on some of the purge stuff. There was recently a movie. I went to watch it. it was, again, it was kind of an assignment. Some of these things you don't go to, to be entertained. You go to see what the devil's thinking. It's called The Hunt. This is the storyline. Twelve strangers wake up in a clearing. They don't know where they are or how they got there. They don't know they've been chosen for a very specific purpose, to be hunted and killed. Why did they make that movie? Because the markers want to imagine a time when they have the mark of the beast, and they're going out and killing all the Christians. It is, is their fantasy. Here's another one. This is called the purge anarchy, the storyline. A couple are driving home when the car breaks down just as the purge commences. Meanwhile, a police sergeant goes onto the streets to get revenge on a man who killed his son and a mother and a daughter, and they run from their home after assailants destroy it. The five people meet up as they attempt to survive the night in Los Angeles. I'm telling you, the markers are coming. In 2018, another movie came out called The First Purge. Here's the storyline. America's third political particle, the party, the new founding fathers of America, come to power and conducts an experiment. No laws for 12 hours on Staten Island. No one has to stay on the island, but $5,000 is given to anyone that does. In other words, we want you to be killed. We want to watch you get killed. These are sadistic, filthy, cruel, evil people that want to kill Christians. That's who they're after. There was another movie called Surviving the Game, 1994, starring Ice-T and Rutger Hauer. The storyline is a homeless man is hired as a survival guide for a group of wealthy businessmen on a hunting, hunting trip into the mountains, unaware that they are killers who hunt humans for sport, and he is their new prey. So what do we do? Let me ask you a question. What would you do if you had to tell someone the most important thing in the world but you knew they wouldn't believe you. What would you do if you had to tell someone the most important thing in the world, the most important thing in their life, but you knew they weren't going to believe you? Well, if you listen to this, I believe you'd tell them. Okay, so that brings the second question. What is the most important thing in the world? Well, we all know the most important thing in the world is to accept Jesus, but the second most important thing is don't take the mark of the beast. Why? Because those people taking the mark of the beast, they don't get soul death. 
They are tossed into the lake that burns the fire and brimstone with the beast, the false prophet, and Lucifer. They are tormented day and night for all eternity with no hope of escape. Stan, you got scriptures on that? Yes, I do. Uh, let's jump to first question is, is their soul death? Revelation 20, verse 14. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. In other words, the first death is flesh death. The second death is soul death. Matthew 10, 8, 10, 28, Jesus speaking. Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. That would be Jesus. Okay. So yes, the soul can be destroyed. Then Obadiah 116. And they shall drink, and they shall swallow down, and they shall be as though they had not been, meaning it's total soul death. Those people whose names are not, let, let, let's put it this way. There's only, let's keep it simple. There's actually four groups, but I'll just explain three. There's three groups of people. Those people whose name is in the book of life, they get eternal life. They get a glorified body. They get garments and crowns and many, many rewards. Second group of those people whose name is not in the book of life, and they are tossed into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things written in the books according to their works. And the, dead, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to his works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, or soul death. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life is cast into the lake of fire, meaning the second group of people whose name is not in the book of life are tossed into the lake, burning with fire and brimstone, soul death. Now, here's the point. The third group is those people that take the mark of the beast. Either your name is in the book, your name is not in the book, you get soul death, or if you take the mark of the beast, it's eternal torment, no hope of escape. Now. Can a person lose his salvation? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought about one saved, always saved. Yeah, well, I'd like that too, but that's not scriptural. Ezekiel 3.20. When a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, he shall die in his sin. And his righteousness, which he hath done, shall not be remembered. Whoops. Matthew 24.48. And if that evil servant, servant shall say in his heart, Oh, my Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken. The Lord of that servant shall come in the day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour which he is not aware, and shall cut him asunder. Here it is, here it is, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I just gave you three verses that say you take the mark of the beast, you can lose your salvation. Now that brings us to the next point. How do we tell them? You know, Stan, I know you've been studying prophecy 40 years. You wrote these books. You memorized the book of Revelation. But I can't do that. I can't talk to people about the mark of the beast. That's why I wrote the book, Miss the Mark. It only takes about three hours to read. It's a quick read. But I will say this. If they'll read about five or ten pages, it's a quick read. They'll read the rest of the book. If they read that book, they will never take the mark of the beast. I don't care if they, even if they aren't Christians, which by the way, by the time they get to the, the book, they'll probably be a Christian. But if they read that book, they will never take the mark of the beast. And yes, it's available at prophecyclub.com. It's an easy way 
for you to hand the book to someone. It's got the number of the beast on the outside. It's got a picture of the mark of the beast, which, by the way, I think you can see in the background. Here, let me see if I can point that out here. As you look at this, I think you're seeing in the top left-hand corner, you see a picture of a hand. And in between the thumb and the first finger, you see a yellow sun. And in that yellow sun is a picture of a hand. That is without question. We've got that confirmed by three different people. That's what the mark of the beast looks like. And that's where the mark of the beast goes. Then at the top right corner, you see the same thing. It's got Fred's got a red sun. One of the three said that it was red. The, the other ones, other two said it was yellow. So just in case it's red or yellow, we want you to be able to spot it. Then in the bottom left-hand corner, what you're looking at, it's a spiral. That's actually a hidden 666 symbol. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on the right hand or on the forehead, and that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark. That's the mark. Or the name of the beast, which we don't know yet, or the number of his name. The number of his name is 666. So that nested six there, that spiral, that means 666. That's the number of the beast. And so it may be that it'll be like the mark. And some people would get the number. Some people, there's four things you can't do. You can't take the mark. You can't worship the beast, his image, or the number of his name. You can't take any of those. You, you can't do it. All right. Now, the next thing I want to point out is a little bit of positive. A positive in this kind of a talk? Yeah, there is. Because it's like a carrot and a stick. If you make it past these four or five years, and it's not going to be easy. I'll tell you right now, it's not going to be easy. I can tell you that most Christians will probably take the mark. And of course, the rest of them that aren't Christians, they're, they're, they'll look, anybody took that mask. It's one thing to wear the mask because you want to go buy groceries. But it's another thing to take the mark of the beast. And knowing if you take that mark of the beast, you're going to be tossed into hellfire for all eternity with no hope of escape, no hope. You can't get out. There is no repentance in there. It's total torment. Torment is total, total pain. But on the other side, if you can survive it, and this is the reason why I'm doing the program tonight. I'm trying to say, I don't think we're ready. I'd like to think I'm ready. I know you want to think you're ready, but are we really ready? I mean, when it really, really comes down to it, are we really ready? So let me give you some reasons why you do want to resist. There's eight blessings to become an overcomer. And they overcame by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto the death. There's three things. They overcame by the blood of the lamb. That means that they'd accepted Jesus. And the word of their testimony, in other words, if someone to say, when did you accept Christ? Oh, yeah, let me, tell, let me tell you what Jesus, I got lots of things to tell you what Jesus did for me. They got a testimony. And they love not their lives unto the death. It does not necessarily mean that we have to die for Jesus to be an overcomer. But it does mean that we're willing to. And the truth be known, probably most of us will. Probably before the end of the tribulation, most every Christian is going to be dead. It's not my objective to try to, to live all the way to the end. My objective is to try to win as many souls, do my job, and get out of here. But I definitely want to be an overcomer, and I believe the Lord's uh, spoken in my heart. He's going to he's going to let me have that highest reward. And being an overcomer is just about as high as it gets. So here are the eight blessings for being an overcomer. 
you get to eat of the tree of life. You will not be hurt of the second death. You'll get to eat the hidden manna. You'll get a white stone and the stone, a new name written, which no man knowing, but he that receiveth it. Now, here's the thing I want. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works to the end, to him will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron as the vessels of a potter. They should be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father. And I will give him the morning star. The morning star is what the two witnesses have where they blow with the breath of their mouth. If any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. If any man will hurt them, he must be in this manner killed. That's the morning star. I want the morning star. Verse, uh, or the fifth reason. They should be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, book of life but I will confess his name before my father and his holy angels. I will make a pillar in the temple of my God and he shall go no more out. Means that an overcomer they don't live out on the face of the earth. They live in the new Jerusalem, the golden city. They see Jesus face to face. My servants will serve me and they shall see my face and my name shall be in their forehead. I want to be there. Okay. Pillar in the temple by God. He shall go no more out. They never leave the new Jerusalem. I write upon him the name of my God, the name of the city of my God, which is new Jerusalem and I write upon him my new name. I will grant, I will grant set with it. I will grant sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and sat down with my father in his throne. We actually get to sit on the throne of Jesus, the throne of God. We get to sit on that with him. I don't understand that, but that's one of the guarantees. Then finally, and he that overcometh shall inherit all things. I will be his God and he shall be my son. We will get to live with Jesus. There's some pretty big, pretty powerful blessings for being an overcomer. Okay, Stan. Now that you've scared us to death, how do we get prepared? I'm going to say one of the first things that you need to do is come out of the world. You shouldn't look like the world, shouldn't watch the world, shouldn't act like the world. This past weekend, I had the opportunity to go to Florida to visit some of the family members. About eight people sitting at the table. I had nothing to say. We had the whole dinner, the whole evening afterwards. I had nothing to say. They were talking about how this person has an album out, how this person dresses like this. And they're talking about all these worldly people. I never even heard their names. Uh, none of them, by the way, turned and said, oh, Stan, tell us about Revelation. <laughs> I didn't fit in. <laughs> I, I'm going to say that if you, are, if you look like the world, act like the world, talk like the world, if you could joke with the world, if you understand all of the different people out there making albums and all of the different TV programs, the movies, then, then you should be concerned. You're living in the world. You should not look, act, sound like the world at all. You should. I mean, I go play racquetball, and the guys avoid me like a plague. He's like, mm -mm. He, he, not only am I a pastor, but I'm like one of those weird guys because I always want to talk about the end times. In other words, I'm saying that we need to start getting the world out of us. We need to start setting our jaw. We need to set our heart that we're probably going to give our life for Jesus. And that's a good thing. We need to keep saying, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. We need to be just like that mask mandate. It, and now, if the mask mandate was the mark of the beast and they say, no, no, you, you got to have the mark of the beast to come into Walmart, I'm not going into Walmart. No, no, no. You got to have the mark of the beast to buy gasoline. You got to have mark of the beast to buy a car. You got to have mark of the beast to get on the highway. 
You can't get on an airplane without Mark of the Beast. You can't go to the hospital. You can't go to the dentist. I already set my jaw. I already made my decision. Then I'm not going to do it. The truth be known, by the time the Mark of the Beast comes along, we're pretty much not going to be able to live in cities. Uh, yet, the, the prophecies say that cities will become cities of refuge. So I want to believe the best things there. All right, now, let me give you a couple of pictures here. This comes to us from Dana Coverstone. It's a picture of the future. Unfortunately, it's a picture probably of what's going to happen the latter part of this year. Maybe the early part of next year if we're lucky. June 7 to 15. The dream started with a sunny sky on Wall Street in the background. Everything was clean and proper business-like, and I saw normally dressed people on the sidewalk standing behind several six to eight foot long white tables. Behind the table, tables were live chickens, a fenced-in area for horses, a rack of eggs, tools, various meat and food vendors. There were customers lined up buying and trading bartering. I saw a man walk up with five 12-gauge shotgun shells, which he traded for 10 small chickens. A lady walked up and traded five hammers for 15 boxes of screws and bolts. A gentleman in a very expensive suit took off his Rolex watch and traded it for 15 horses. The man trading the horses said actually it was probably worth 30 horses. There were no vehicles on the roads. Hmm. Is that because the suitcase nukes went off? We've talked about those before. Frying all of the computer chips. There were no vehicles on the roads, but plenty of people riding bikes, skateboards. Everyone was treating each other with kindness and respect. A lady walked up, frustrated, said she needed eggs, had nothing to trade for them. Another lady grabbed 10 eggs, handed them to her, and the lady hugged her and said, I love you. He said, I had this several dream, this same dream several nights in a row. Now I'm going to skip several paragraphs. At the end of each one of his dreams, he always have a, has an angel come to him to get, tell him the point of the dream. This is what the angel said. He said, you're not as prepared as you need to be. I'll say it again. You're not as prepared as you need to be. So hearken to my word and brace. Don't barter with my word as you will come up short, meaning don't cut corners. He's saying this is coming. He's saying you get better get prepared. Now, we are having a solemn September assembly, September 6th to 8th, 2021. And we're calling people to gather under the one name, Jesus. I don't care whether you're once saved, always saved. I don't care if you're pre-trib, post-trib. I don't care what denomination you are. Can Christians gather under one name, just one name, Jesus? Can we? If we can, then that's what I'm calling people. Second thing is I'm calling them to just pray for America. We're going to be praying for loved ones. We're just going to be praying for America. So I'm calling people together under one name, Jesus, to pray for one thing, America. Jesus, America. We're going to fast for 48 hours. It's September 6th, 8th. Now, let me go ahead and tell you the bad news right up front. It's on the Feast of Trumpets, which is Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. It's Monday at sundown, specifically and precisely at sundown, at 7.44 p.m. to be exact. We will raise our shofars. And we will blow seven long, loud blasts. Why seven? Because that's what they blew when they had the walls fall down around Jericho. Because that's what we're going to do. We're going to pray that the walls of evil will fall down around America, from around America so America can be free. We're going to blow the, tr the shofar or the trumpet on the Feast of Trumpets because the Feast of Trumpets is the Gentiles' feast. 
It is a declaration of war. The trumpet is a declaration of war. And the Feast of Trumpets is the day that the tribulation starts. And it's also the day that the tribulation ends on. The Feast of Trumpets starts. Feast of Trumpets ends the tribulation. And yes, it's a Monday night. Yes, you'll probably have to take off work Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. You can arrange your flight back Wednesday evening after it's over. But we're asking people to fast 48 hours. Take your prescriptions, but no food. Lots of water, drinks, and coffee, and stuff like that. So that's fine. Fast 48 hours. Come together for our nation, for America. If not, this stuff is going to come fast. It's going to come hard. But you see, the Bible says that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and be given. The Bible says wherever two of them agree is touching any one thing will be given them. So we're going to stand on the promises of God. The prayers of a righteous man availeth much. And we're going to fast and we're going to pray at the solemn September assembly, September 6, 7, and 8. I'm asking, I'm calling in the name of Jesus. Every one of you that's watching and listening, I'm calling you to lay down your plowshares. In other words, your job. I'm asking you to set aside your books, to set aside whatever it is that you do for a living and believe God for just three days. I'm asking you, maybe it's a, a long drive. Maybe it's an airfare. Maybe it's more. I don't want you to lose your job, but if you don't lose your job in order to come, I'm going to ask you to come. I'm going to ask you to come and believe God and fast for 48 hours. Bring your shofar. We're going to raise it. And we're going to blow seven long, loud blasts at 7.44 p.m. to start three days or 48 hours of fasting and prayer. And we're going to stop it at 7.42 sundown two days later, the Feast of Trumpets. And we're going to believe that God is going to hear our prayer. Bible says one can put a thousand flight, two can put 10,000 flight. Now we've only got 55 people reserved so far this year. And I know why, because last year it was on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's more easy to come to. We had 460 people last year for the solemn September assembly and 160 people for the solemn October assembly. But this year we only got 55 people reserved because it's on a weekend. I, I can't help that. I don't change the movement of the sun, moon, and the stars. And it's the moon that det determines the Feast of Trumpets. So we got to do this correct. We got to do it right. We have to do it on the Feast of Trumpets. September 6, 7, and 8, you go to watchmanstrumpet.com. Watchmanstrumpet.com. And you get signed up. Yes, there's a $25 fee because we want to make certain that you're really there. And yeah, there's a few expenses. But Try to imagine yourself being in a room like Coverstone was shown. He said that soon the wind is going to blow again, and there's going to be tongues of fire sitting on those people that are praying. Well, what about a group of people? We're believing for 500 people that are fasting and praying for 48 hours under the name of Jesus for America. Would that be a good place for the mighty rushing wind and the tongues of fire to come in set? Would that be a good place for the sevenfold miracles, the last end time revival to start? I believe so. August 8th, 15, August 8th of 2015, Saturday night. Lord, I don't have anything to say for the sermon tomorrow morning. What do you want to say? Sitting in this chair, looking at that monitor, I heard words. And they said, this is the time of miracles. As the judgment hits, so will my miracles. Miracles like no one has seen going all the way back to Adam and Eve. You tell them, I will never leave them nor forsake them. As the devil hits, I'm going to show up. I'm going to meet him inch for inch, step for step, pound for pound. Everything the devil does, I'm going to meet him. You tell my people, I will never leave them nor forsake them. 
I believe that what we're about to hit, look, this pandemic, this is not an accident. This is the last days, man. I believe we're about to go into the last days. And business as usual, gone. Our life as usual, gone. The only hope we have to have some kind of a normal life is the solemn September assembly. We got to have this solemn September assembly. You go to watchmanstrumpet.com. Jason Meeks, 5-11-2021. Stan and I and 20 other people were in the back of a grocery store. The group walked from the back to the main store to purchase some tang, which should have cost about a dollar, but the price was $5.99. We saw all the prices of the goods on the shelves were 30 to 40% higher than last week. We all bought the item and headed back, expecting the entire area to be full of stock and merchandise, but it was all cleaned out. There were pallets of goods, shrink wraps on, on, on racks, all been removed. It looked like a flea market. People had their food protected by two before boards and chicken wire, not to keep things locked up, just so that each person knew what their separate goods were. There were crackers, odd canned goods, non-perishable food items, all kinds of random items, all new. One man was selling the goods at super high prices, not trying to cheat people, just trying to survive. And I can go into other ones very similar to that. Um, but, but the point is I'm trying to make here, I'm saying the mark of the beast is close. I think the tribulation is close. And it may very well be that some of these, we're already seeing shortages right now. I don't know if you've heard that or not, but there's a lot of shortages already starting to show up. Uh, I'm not, oh, here, 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 let me, let me give you this one. This was uh, Saturday night, this past Saturday night, David Phillips. I dreamed we were eating at a restaurant with friends. Everybody was having a good time, and the waitress said that they'd accidentally given us the wrong menu. Some things should have been priced more expensive. But since it was their mistake, they would go ahead and honor the lower prices. We knew we were getting better prices. She also said that some of the items, such as chocolate and other things, were not available. So we were annoyed having to pick other items instead. The staff was working hard to please and keep the business running. We began to watch a movie showing outside of the restaurant, but halfway through it, all of a sudden, it abruptly turned off. Everything went dark. The restaurant announced that they were closing right now. They said immediately, as in everyone stand up and walk out right now, and we're going to be closed six months. Everyone panicked. They were in shock. But we all stood to our feet, gathered our loved ones, and walked out. What's that saying? It's saying the same thing. By the way, all of these, and I can read more of them, have all come to us this year. These are all dreams from people, common people. Uh, I guess there's a prophet or two. All this year. And they're all saying bartering. In this case, it says, stand up, walk out now. In other words, the music is about to stop. In my broadcast that I, that as a matter of fact, I guess it's going to air tomorrow, 137 nation, nations are planning to stop using the dollar before the end of the year. They say October or November. If 137 nations stop using the dollar, it will crash. And there's been many of the people that have seen that. And what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that more than ever, my brothers and sisters, we got to pray. Because the truth is, the truth is, the truth is, DJT is not our salvation. 
The U.S. military is not the salvation. The only salvation is in our power to touch the heart of God because he says, I'm giving you power over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you. It's not what DJT does. It's not what the military does. It's what the Christians do. And these come not out, but by prayer and fasting. There is no more powerful force in the universe than a group of people, like in the upper room, a group of people that came together to fast and pray under one name, Jesus, for one thing, America. So in the name of Jesus, I'm calling you, unless you are threatened with your job, unless you're going to lose your job to come, do not let money, do not let days off, do not let family, do not let friends hold you back from coming to this. No, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be easier than taking the mark. I'm calling you in the name of Jesus to come to the solemn September assembly, September 6th to 8th. No, it's not going to be easy. Fasting 48 hours, and we're going to keep the, here's the way it works. We set up a microphone, and each person has no more than five minutes to pray. No more. And we sit there with a stop, stopwatch. We time them. Five minutes, you're done. You can go to the back of the line. You can continue to come on back up. But we did this last year, and it prayed right through the night. The, the fewest people we saw in line was five. Most of the time, it was 25, 30 people standing in line to pray. Because once the Spirit of God, you've never been in a room like this. You've never been in a prayer meeting like this, where people pray five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. And they get up there with papers. When they first get up there, they're shaking their, it's like a shaking leaf, man. But then the Spirit of God comes into the room. And they stand up there. I mean, and they're pulling hell, fire, and damnation down upon the devil's head. All of that, and it comes through the room. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God comes into the room. And I believe there's a very good possibility we could see the mighty rushing wind. We can see tongues of fire coming to the room. Maybe we're going to see the miracles start at this meeting, which is why, my brothers and sisters, we've got to pray for our nation. We've got to pray. Look, there's a very good possibility that what we're about to see, I wasn't prepared for this. Here, let me just pull it up. What we're about to see is uh, the, the forceful overthrow of our nation. 1984, Dimitri Dudeman had the angel Gabriel come to him, and he told him what's going to happen. Now, let me give you a definition. The definition of internal revolution is the overthrow of the government by its people. The overthrow of the government by its people. Dimitri was told the fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America, started by the communists. An internal revolution in America started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries will attack and defeat America in one day in one hour, so great riches will come to naught. Then December 10 to 14, 2001, Terry Bennett said he also had the angel Gabriel come to him over a process of four days, but I'm going to get right to the point. He said that for a while, America will have a fractional government. I saw the military step in and seize control of our federal government. Seize control of that. That's the internal revolution. Seize control of our federal government. You can call it a coup. But in all honesty, it'll be to help our nation. That's why the military will step in. April 2, 2021, Jack Rigney had a dream. I saw armored battalion of tanks, Humvees, 
with roof-mounted machine guns and armored personnel carriers with cannons go to the Capitol, the Supreme Court, and the White House. One group went to the Capitol, another to Supreme Court, another to White House. Army personnel disarmed all Secret Service men, guards, police guarding those three buildings. Then the Army personnel went back in to all three buildings and took whatever they wanted. He saw the military take temporary control of the nation to arrest the evildoers and the wrongdoers, and that's the way the Constitution would have it done. Under certain circumstances, the military can step in and take temporary control of the nation in order to put things back in order, and that is what I saw. In my opinion, I believe that there's a high probability that we're going to see that before the end of the year. A lot of people say that's going to happen in August. Mike Lindell of My Pillow, very close to Donald Trump, said that he was told that DJT will be back in control before the end of August. Mm. Could it be that those tanks have already rolled into uh, down Pennsylvania Avenue, rolled into Washington, D.C., before our September solemn assembly? September 6th through 8th, could it be? That when we meet, America is in the middle of the internal revolution. I believe there's a high probability that's probably exactly what is happening. That's why I'm calling you. If you're watching or listening, in the name of Jesus, I'm calling you. If you do not lose your job, if you do not lose your job, that's the only way out of this. I'm calling you. I'm calling you to go to watchmanstrumpet.com and get signed up. Yep, it's 25 bucks. If you don't think $25 is worth it to come fast and pray with your brothers and sisters to save your nation, then we don't need you. But if you're the right kind of person, I think you are. If you've been listening to this this long, then you understand America's in trouble. You understand if we don't fast, we're about to lose our nation. I mean, look at what's going on in France, what's happening in Cuba. Uh, several other nations are having uh, Myanmar and the, the well, I heard another one up there. Uh, it's all kinds of military coups going on right now. There's shortages all across America. So I'm calling you. I'm calling you to go to watchmanstrumpet.com, 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 and get signed up and come to this meeting. Come, come, come and fast and pray. You've never been in a prayer meeting like this in your life unless you were at the prayer meetings last year. Come. I promise you it's going to be an awesome thing. Okay. Omega Man, Shannon. Back to you. Hey, everybody. This is your Mega Man, and I didn't shave today, so you have to take me as I am. <laughs> um, we're honored to be here today with uh, Stan Johnson of the Prophecy Club. Brother Stan, I got to tell you something that happened to me last week. Okay, so I'm here in Bali, Indonesia. As you know, I've been here five years. And um, as the other nations go, so does Indonesia. Uh, they stopped all inbound flights of tourists about a year and a half ago. You can't come in here uh, as a tourist right now till further notice. Then they passed a rule about a few weeks ago that said you cannot make any domestic flights. Can't get on a plane and fly in country from one island to the next. No buses, no trains without taking that gift in the arm. Okay. Right. Right. And it used to be you could get on there, but you just had to take the test. Okay, now you got to take the test and you have to have the gift. And if you don't have that, you don't get on. So uh, about two weeks ago, uh, the gift. They, I've never heard it called that. I like that. <laughs> the gift. <laughs> I like it. They can keep that gift. Um, so about two weeks ago, they put 
the island on quarantine and most other parts of Indonesia too. It means I can't even leave the island. And um, basically all beaches were closed, all malls were closed, all businesses were closed. And the only thing left open were like uh, hospitals, banks, and any place that served food. Okay. Well, I think there was enough, enough uproar because people have basically been forced out of business with these lockdowns, lost their jobs, thousands laid off, that there was a panic that there may be an uprising. When the Indonesian people uprise, they take to the streets yep. over here. They could you know, overthrow the president. So they lessened some of the regulations. And it was Monday. For the first time, I left my house in about 20 days. Talk about cabin fever, brother. I hadn't been out in three weeks. I was so good, glad to get out. So now, uh, before, there were these roadblocks all over the city, mm. police and military. And here's what they would do. You'd go up to the roadblock. They want to see your ID. Uh, they want to see um, your you registration for your car. You better have that mask on. And then um, they wanted to know if you had received the gift or not. And if you had not, they were sending people back home. Now, there's foreigners over here that um, were not doing any of that. They weren't wearing the, the mask, and they began to find people, but now they're just deporting them. So if you're a foreigner and you don't have the mask, they put you on a plane, they send you away. And uh, I said, you know, God have mercy. And I, I failed the test like anybody else. I, I wear that mask when I go out. Right. I wore it. I'm not going to take the gift and um, that they want to give me. Now, I'm leading up to what happened to me a week ago. So my wife goes out. She knows how to get around, and she'll go out and get food and things. And I had finished the shows here in Omega Man, and I was here at the house alone. And it got real quiet here in the neighborhood. And uh, I can usually hear what's going on down on the street because our windows are paper thin. I heard some commotion stand. And I went and looked out the window, and there were about, three or four scooters that had pulled into the neighborhood with two people on each one. That's how people typically get around here. Scooters about six guys drop into the neighborhood. And I thought this is very suspicious. And one of them parked in front of my house and I stared, uh, stared through the window. All of a sudden I had my spiritual sensors go up. I said, Oh, this is not good. They're coming for somebody. And, uh, my impression at first was, uh, they're coming for me for some reason. So I tell you what I did is I uh, began to panic a little bit. I thought, dang, what am I going to do? Uh, I thought this was a home invasion actually in process. And over here, you can't protect yourself. All I had was a uh, iron skillet that you cook with. That wasn't going to help me though. And then worse yet, I realized I left the gate open. We got this little small gate that comes into the carport. And I thought there's no problem for them to getting in. And I'm peeking through the window to see what's going on and one guy walks down to the corner. It's like he's looking around uh, as a lookout, and the other people had disappeared. I began to panic, and then I remembered Jesus, which I, I should have just been pleading the blood from the very beginning. I began to pray. That's all I could do, Stan. I said, no one's going to know that I've been hit over here. I'm the only one here, no one to call, no way to protect myself. I said, Jesus, help me. Well, they came for somebody, but it wasn't me. Let me tell you what happened. The guys disappeared and I decided to make a run for my gate. I opened the door, went out there and quickly locked my gate and put a, a, a padlock I have on it, came in and locked the door. And I just said, I'm going to lay low. I began to pray, look for something to defend myself if there was a break-in. And uh, 
it was a non-event. Fortunately, nobody came in, but here's what happened. My wife tells me later, she came back. She said, hey, I'm on the community text list here. And did you know that there were about several guys that came in and they went for one of our neighbors? They didn't come for me. They went for a neighbor about three houses down. Someone had said that he had the flu. And so these guys took it upon themselves. They weren't going to allow this thing to be in their neighborhood infecting people. They went to grab this guy and they were going to force him to go to the hospital against his will. And he put up a fight and he said, Hey, what do you, what the, what do y'all mean coming trying to drag me out of my house? Number one, I'm not sick. And secondly, I'm not going with you. And here's what they did. He, they couldn't force the guy to go with him. So they took some kind of uh, fumigation thing and they began to spray him down his whole house now. Now talk about a militant uprising. You talk about that purge. I could see a day coming, Stan, where all of a sudden the word is uh, those people that don't want to receive this thing that everybody else is receiving, go and take them, take them out. And they exactly. live this guy. And it just goes to show you those things can happen. It was happening down here. Poor guy. And um, I thought, God have mercy. So here's where we're at now. Uh, they've removed the roadblocks in most of the city, although there's still some periodic checkpoints, but I have to be careful going out. Um, I don't know what I might encounter being a foreigner here. And I have to uh, mind my P's and Q's because last thing I want to do is be deported. I can't get my family back to America right now. So they just passed a law here in Indonesia. And the way I know it is the U.S. consulate, who I'm on a list with, they send me alerts as an American living over here. They alerted me about two weeks ago, and they said, according to new Indonesian law, um, you can no longer fly in-country without having the thing in the arm. You cannot fly in-country anywhere without having it. And the government now wants everybody to download an app on their phone. Mm. This app is going to have uh, contact tracing, and it also ties into the uh, health department. And so when you take this gift... Uh, or anytime you take the test, they put it in the central computers. And if you're going to get on a plane, you got to take your phone, scan the QR code. It accesses your record and it will give you either a green light to fly or no fly. So we think that the quarantine is going to be lifted here, at least where businesses are all back up to normal speed. But I don't think that they're going to rescind the, the new regulations where you got to have the app. You got to have taken the thing. And if you don't, you don't fly out. I'm starting to feel like I'm trapped on Gilligan's Island, brother. And um, I checked with my embassy and I said, so what's that mean as an American? You mean I'm trapped? And they said, well, no, you can fly one way back home. And that's it. Uh, but you, I can't take my wife. She's not American. My sons are American. So we're stuck. I'm not going to separate from the family. But we're actually looking at real time over here, that kind of regulation. I will not be able to get on a plane again. I'm stuck on this island unless I want to take this thing. And folks, this is just the beginning. You heard what Stan said tonight about Macron in France. They will actually arrest you and find you if you go into a store without that thing. Do you want me to tell you about the V? The tell real plan the behind it? Yes. The V. Okay. <clears throat> All right now. I've not discussed this uh, on our radio program with any detail because I'm not a doctor. Uh, I did. The only thing I've talked about is uh, the reason you will never get me to take the anti-V is one simple reason. 
CNN pushes it. If CNN pushes it, I don't want to have anything to do with it. That's reason enough for me. I'm done. But I talked to Lindsey Williams. If you know that name, you know that he used to be really tight with the elite. Yes, and sir. I, I call him. I said, Lindsey, tell me about the V and the anti-V. He said, okay, this was the plan from the beginning. The whole plan is to actually be, be releasing two of the Vs. He said, the first V is pretty mild. Yeah, it's going to kill some people, but he says, it's, 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 it's not much more than just the flu. He said, but the whole point of the first V is to get people to take the anti-V. Ah, now the anti-V does lots of things and I've heard it tracks to people and all kinds of micro things. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Here's what he said. He said, the primary thing of the anti-V is to destroy a person's immune system, specifically in a way so that when the second V is released, it will hit them and they will have no protection and they will die quickly. In other words, so try to mention, let's, let's say he's right. I do. Is he right? I don't know. But if he is correct, and I might add, he hasn't been wrong. If he's correct, all of the people that have taken the anti-V, dead. He said they plan to do this in the next two or three years. Dead. Try to imagine 40 to 60% of the world's population dead. Let's say, I don't know, 30 days, 45 days, maybe a week or two. Try to imagine that. I mean, that's, I, I don't want to believe that. And, and I can't prove that, but that's pretty scary. Now, brother, let, brother. let me go back. Let me go back to the mark of the beast. My guess is that you had not thought this through kind of like a couple of weeks ago. I hadn't thought it through either, but when you and I talked, you invited me on all of a sudden the Lord began like speaking and putting this in my heart about this whole mark of the beast. It is going to be very, very, almost impossible. I mean, our life, we will have to lose our life. I don't mean our hearts stop beating. In other words, we won't be able to live the way we currently live in order to stay away from taking the mark of the beast. But my question is, how did this affect you? Did you see some things that you hadn't seen before? Brother, I'll tell you, uh, I realize that many people that I thought would um, understand the times that we're in, they don't, no. many are taking the V and I'm very saddened. And, uh, I figure there's a lot of ignorance out there. A lot of people are also in denial. Okay. I mean, uh, they really believe that, uh, we'll never see that day. We'll be gone here from here before it happens. And that'd be great if it happens, but what if it's not like they thought and they're here and they see the day. So they think, well, it couldn't be the, uh, the mark. Um, I won't be here to see it. But then a lot of people, sadly, Stan, which I think are in the um, another group, which is, yeah, they know the mark's real. But when push comes to shove, um, hey, my job's at stake. You know, I need my right. job. Right. So I had to take it. Right. And I said, uh, you took it for your job. Well, what's your line in the sand? What happens when you cannot buy or sell? I mean, already right. you can't fly. Well, one said, I want to take a vacation. So I had to take it. Right. Uh, I'm of the opinion, if a person's so easy to roll over and take the V now, they're probably going to take the mark when it rolls out. Correct. Correct. 
And brother, this is a, a test that many failed. And you know, folks, okay, call it a test run, if you will. We cannot afford to fail when the mark is rolled out because eternity is at stake here. Right. And, um, you know, some things that concern me, I'll tell you, I'm just getting nuts and bolts here. Um, I have a local visa that allows me to stay here five years. I have to renew it. So when it comes time in about three years, if this uh, time I see, I'm going to have to go in there and they will not allow me to renew without the V. Mm. My wife, I told her, I said, your passport here in Indonesia expires in about a year. I said, you need to go in and get it renewed. She said, well, you know, there's a time coming where they're not going to allow me to even do that as an Indonesian or get a driver's license renewal without the V. They're now right. making that mandatory right. that you got to have proof of this thing. She said, I better go now because I heard I don't have much time left before they change the regulation. So what's it going to look like, folks, if uh, where you live, the DMV says, hey, it's time for your driver's license renewal. If you don't have the V, you're not going to get your driver's license. Um, what about jobs that are saying you can't come back to work and we don't want you to work remote anymore right. unless you have the V? And I told uh, a family member who's a uh, school teacher. She said, uh, I took the shot. And I said, oh, no, you took the you took it. She said, yeah, I had to or I'd be fired. Some of my friends didn't take it and they were fired. And she got real sick, Stan, and her family got sick, too, who, who did not take it. I knew what it caused her to get sick. It was that. And I said, don't do it, sister. Please don't do it again. And we had to beg and plead with her. And I still don't know what decision she's going to make, but she's facing the real likelihood. If she doesn't take it, they're going to fire her. I would say it'd be better to be fired, folks, and believe Correct. them for another job. Correct. Correct. But you can't Correct. trust them now. How are we going to trust them when the full mark is rolled out? That's because right. it is coming. That's, That's the right. plan. The Great Reset is happening. This brute force power grab of the planet. Um, let me switch gears just for a second, Stan. Did you hear that Newsom out in California has said he's going to spend like $10 billion, some billion number, to uh, do some works for the homeless there and build some infrastructure? They're already bankrupt out there. Not only California, but all of America. And now they're talking about this universal basic income. They want to give everybody a grand a month. Um, well, that's communism. Where's the money coming from, Stan? Oh, I can, I can answer that. We're broke. Let me, let me back up. Let me back up. Let me, here's the real understanding on that. Okay, so you recall when Moses came down off of the mountain and he had the Ten Commandments in hand. He looked down. He saw that his people were worshiping a golden calf. Well, the name of that is the Moloch or Baal, B-A-A-L, Moloch or Baal worship. That is the most evil religion on the planet today. That's the reason Moses gathered the people up and said, all the people that are with me, come with me, get your swords and go into all of the camp where the people worshiped Baal and to slay them. And that day they killed 3000 Israelites that had worshiped Moloch and Baal. Now, why, why is it, why is it so big? Because these people believe in human sacrifice literally now i'm talking literally i know this is filthy it's corrupt uh, we christians we don't even like thinking about this but they literally believe in eating human flesh drinking human blood yep. having yep. sex with children they 
they think that do as thou wilt is the whole of the law. They are, Satanists are nothing compared to these people. Unfortunately, these people are the ones that have ruled our planet probably since the days of the pyramids and still continue today. These are the people that DJT is trying to remove. The problem is it's not so easy. These are the people that have controlled our financial system and they have unlimited money. So where does it come from? It funnels through various front organizations, but at the end of the day, it comes out of these people's hands because they have a deal with the devil. They say that we will kill as many people as we have to, as long as you'll keep us in power. And that's the deal. And they do it. Um, have you, you, we've all seen the movies about, you know, like a pyramid and they're uh, some kind of a, you know, Indiana Jones and the, 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 the temple of doom or something they're doing human sacrifice. Two weeks ago, I finally found out why they do the human sacrifice. And it, it, I was watching another video and all of a sudden it just came to me. I just, I just saw it. Here's what they do by doing human sacrifice. It opens up a portal to other dimensions. Demons come into the dimension and there's an exchange. The exchange is humans give other humans for sacrifice and what comes through the portal, the other dimension, is actually demons that bring them high technology and new ways of doing things. So an exchange of people for high technology. And that's the reason a lot of the pyramids have high technology we still can't do today. We still can't build a pyramid today. We can't build it with all of our modern cranes and everything. We can't. Okay, so how do they do that? Well, the point is these people want to control these are the people that are going to bring the mark of the beast out and they have unlimited funding and through their various front organizations they have plenty of money that's the reason the democrats always seem to have plenty of money and the republicans are always broke christians are always broke that's right but you know there's nothing back in money we know that there's no gold and silver there's not anything backing it the only reason that we can do this is because uh america worked that deal out where all oil had to be sold for dollars. The Bretton Woods Agreement, I believe it was. And there's been talks about overturning that. Um, and once we lose the dollar hegemony, I think's the term, then we're in trouble. Right. Um, they're just creating billions of dollars a day out of thin air. We know that it's all digital. And there is a move to eliminate the paper cash. And there's also talk about uh, coming up with a cryptocurrency, a blockchain. And, you know, uh, While well, you've got those that they say, you know, we hate fiat currency and we hate the Federal Reserve. There's real freedom in Bitcoin. What they forget is that with any kind of crypto out there, um, there's no exit point. It's a closed loop. If you're going to use crypto for anything and you can make a lot of money in crypto right now, you still got to convert it to cash fiat to spend it. That's the bottom line. You can have all the Bitcoin you want, but if you can't convert it to cash anymore, what are you going to actually do for it? They want to eliminate the cash. With the crypto, you got this blockchain, which records every transaction in a ledger. Right. And has been actually for 20 years. People are being walked right. The QFS system. Are you talking about the QFS system? Oh, I didn't know about the QFS. Okay. Let me take a second. Let me, let me take a second. Explain that now. 
This comes to us from finalwakeupcall.info. Essentially, what this is said is that this same Moloch and Ball worshipers, these evil people have owned and controlled our financial system for at least over 300 years. Again, probably truth be known all the way back to the pyramids. So they have corrupted and ruined our whole financial system called the SWIFT system. When oh, yeah. you go to transfer wires, it's a SWIFT system. That's what they call it. They've corrupted it. So the benevolent galactics, inter, in other words, the aliens, where did they come up with the technology? Because they've been sacrificing, human sacrifices. So the aliens gave humanity a QFS or a quantum computer. Well, what's that? If you take your garden hose and turn it on full blast, Compare the amount of water coming out to the fastest computer humans have ever made. Compare the amount of that water going over the Niagara Falls. That's how much faster a quantum computer is than anything humans can make. We, we believe that the quantum computer is what is running Facebook, Google, Twitter, and things like that. Unbelievably fast. And oh, yeah. it uses very little electricity. Now, what they've done is they've connected this quantum computer to at last report 11 satellites and what we're going to be doing the next financial system is going to be we will pay for everything through one of these let me turn it on it's my granddaughter here i don't know if you can see right. it. it's a cell phone that's what i'm holding up cell phone Smart phone what we're yeah that's what we're doing is all going to a digital currency system there's 198 countries that has paper fiat currency they've been tracking every one of those for at least three years, we know of perhaps longer. Again, this comes to us from finalwakeupcall.info. So what they're going to do is do away with the paper currency. When? Well, well, <laughs> uh, inside sources say it's now in progress. Um, as in, like, we might not make it through July, and we probably won't make it through August before it begins the switch, because that is the big change. I can't say the words. Um, I, I, how, how do I say this? There's a phrase in this world that says, those that know don't talk. Those that talk don't know. I'm part of those people that can't talk. I know some things. I can't talk about it. But believe me, what I'm saying to you, I know what I'm saying. But I, I have to reference it to finalwakeupcall.info because that's where it has been said before. Anyway, so what's about to happen is there's about to be a great wealth transfer. Let me read it to you from a prophecy. July 10, 2012, the DVD called Storm, Judgment, and Revival, Pastor Shane Warren came to us and made the DVD, which is available to be watched instantly at watchprophecyclub.com. So uh, let me get to the point. He said, I saw the church arise with healing in their wings for this moment. I saw God prospering. There it is. God prospering greatly. Many people acquiring a things and a transfer of wealth coming to the hands of believers. Churches became cities of refuge. The body of Christ stood up like a mighty sleeping giant in the earth and began to minister. People were coming to them. Signs, wonders, and miracles returned to the church and were poured out all over America. I saw America being shaken as the worldly could no longer go to, go to the government for help. They had to go to the church for help. Entire cities became cities of refuge. Their life 
safety, peace, and the presence of God was in the cities. People were running to the cities. Revival had arrived. It was a two-sided coin. Listen to this. As the judgment hit, so did God's miracle revivals. As great inflation caused an economic storm, great revival arrived. God will raise up his church. Now, let me back up. He tells you what the economic storm, we were talking about what's about to cause the dollar to fall. The scene changed. I was taken to a room in the Middle East. I saw India, Syria, Indonesia, Turkey, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Pakistan, Egypt, Russia, and China devalue the dollar by trading oil for gold, collapsing the dollar. In other words, just like you said, it's the oil tied to the dollar that strengthens the dollar, and they're going to untie that by trading oil for gold, just like you said. The devaluing of the dollar caused major rioting in the streets. Now listen to this. I saw silver, not gold, begin to drastically increase in value. I'm just a wealth of knowledge, huh? (laughs) That sounds right on target right there. Yes, sir. Um, ProphecyClub.com. Folks, we're live with Stan Johnson from ProphecyClub.com. The IMF is threatening El Salvador right now, Stan, because uh, they uh, have a young president who's – He's forward thinking, and he wants to bring in Bitcoin. He already said he'll do it. They passed uh, an agreement in the Congress over there as a legal tender. So if you go to a store, you can pay in dollars uh, or Bitcoin. The IMF is not happy with that. In fact, they've been threatening uh, El Salvador even this week, saying it could be really bad for them if they do that. Of course, the president there said, hey, it's not like the World Bank was doing us any favor. We wanted help, and they weren't willing to give us help. So, um we got to take care of ourselves in so many words. And I think that um, what he's doing is not a bad idea, but it just showed me the, the ugly face of the, the world banking community. They want to maintain control. At the same time, uh, if I understand by a Bible prophecy, they're going to have to crash the system to bring in a new one. And um, I believe that's been on a foot for a while. I believe America uh, has to find go through a financial collapse <clears throat> for this new well, money to be brought about. But what do you think? Uh, no, I, I think you're exactly correct. Uh, just as I read here a few moments ago, armored battalion tanks and Humvees went into the Supreme Court White House and the Capitol building. And I think that that is all tied together with the massive arrest. It was uh, July the 9th, excuse me, June the 9th, Uh, I woke from a nap at 317 in the afternoon, and I heard four words, massive arrests, massive arrests. If you haven't been to realrawnews.com, you might want to go there and spend an evening reading. I cannot prove a word of it, but I believe it to be true. Again, I can't prove it, but I believe, I, I do know that there's typically one or two helicopters that fly over my house all week long. I have never normally noticed helicopters, but for the last year and a half, there's anywhere from three to five. There's already been two that I noticed today fly right over my house. And every time I mention that, everybody goes, yeah, me too. I've noticed all of these helicopters flying everyplace. I believe that they're rounding people up massive. There's now 242,286 sealed indictments. Some 25,267 
have been unsealed. What's a sealed indictment? Well, it's an arrest warrant, but it is sealed because they don't want to turn the lights on. So all the cockroaches uh, run to the corners until they're ready. So what we believe is about to happen is when these tanks roll into Washington, D.C., when the military takes back the nation, they're going to bring in an entirely new financial system. They're going to bring in massive, massive, massive arrests. I mean, I hope it's not the thousands. I hope it is over a million people arrested. But the reports are that these people are arrested and most of them are simply executed. If you get, again, realrawnews.com, can't guarantee any of it is true, but I personally and a lot of other people personally believe that it is. So go up there and spend an evening reading, and then you know what I'm talking about. I'll say so, this. Yeah, I think it's all about to happen. Yeah, that's, it's all about to happen. For people who don't think that this can happen, it can happen overnight. Should, should we remember the story of India, who just a few years ago, the president made the decision, oh, we've got too much uh, black market trading going on. We're going to just recall all currency. Oh, and he God. only gave people four hours notice. He said in four hours, the money you currently hold, whatever denomination will no longer be usable in country. And you've got to trade it for new people are panicking. All of a sudden you could be sitting on a pile of paper. It wasn't gonna be worth anything. And the only way you're going to get uh, it transferred to the new currency is you got to go get in line. So the banks were not prepared for the massive numbers of people who poured out and people were waiting in line hours, days, and find out someone had already gotten uh, a heads up on it and went in and converted their money. So when you would get to the bank, they didn't even have any to transfer. It was just total chaos. People didn't have 20 bucks to the name. And uh, they literally overnight destroyed one currency and brought about a new paper money in India. Folks, it can happen. This is not uh, difficult to do. I, I sat on an airplane one time. I was headed to Panama and I was sitting in first class next to a, uh, a guy dressed up. And I said, what, what do you do for a living? He said, I'm a doctor, a dentist, actually. Where are you from? He said, I'm from Argentina. And I said, oh, Argentina. I got to ask this guy a question. I said, is it true about uh, uh, Argentina freezing currencies and bank runs and devaluating money? He said, yeah, I lived through it. He said, I went to bed one night, woke up. The next morning, the government had frozen all bank accounts. Wow. Currency was now worth half of what it was the night before. So if you had $10,000 in a bank, now you had five grand. And he said, on top of that, I couldn't even access more than $200 a week at an ATM. There was a ban on how much you could take. And that's happened three or four times over there. Devaluation of the currency. Uh, I think that what's happening, my gut instinct says that the government has just given out all this free money, making money out of nothing, and just basically placating people to buy them a little bit of time for the collapse coming. Now, and let me explain. What do you think? No, that, that's not the way it's going to work. Actually, what is happening is people in high places know that we're going to a new QFS system. Okay. And they know that in that QFS system, I don't know how, how much I can say here. I have to watch my words. Be careful. Um, old debt will not be a problem. The, okay. the debt that America is in, I'll just say it this way, will not be a problem. But let me read for you what is important to, to keep in mind talking about this. This comes to us from Daniel Davis. He's a missionary out of Costa Rica. 2012, he came in and made a DVD called, called 
I saw the dollar dead. He said in this, he said he had three dreams back to back. The first one, he said, I saw a man step up to a microphone and say, ladies and gentlemen, I have an announcement to make. America, as you have known it, has ceased to exist. All property lines have been dissolved and the dollar is worthless. Now, let me explain. When it says America, as you have known it, has ceased to exist, that's actually already happened. The all-capital corporation called the United States of America was D. What was uh, not defunded? Um, done away with. Okay, I forget the exact word. It starts with a D. But it was November the fifth, the day after the election. November fifth, twenty twenty. It's gone. Dissolved. There it is. It's dissolved. So the all-capital corporation called the United States of America gone, gone. And that's good. All property lines have been dissolved. That has to do with getting rid of all of the debt. I can't explain it. I understand okay. it. I know what's going on. But that's actually, it's, it's going to cause panic for a while. But at the end of the day, I think it'll be good. That is until the new world order and the mark of the beast comes out. Now, the U.S. dollar is worthless. Why? Because they switched to a whole new system. It may very well be that this announcement takes place before the year of 2021 is completed. Now, let me go to the next one. I was suddenly standing at a gas station, a convenience station. This convenience store looked a little different than the typical convenience store and had a high fence attached off to one side with barbed wire across the top. Inside the fence were tractors, power equipment, lawnmowers, chainsaws, all kinds of different items that clearly had been recently traded. I was standing beside an Indian man, the owner of the convenience store. Frantic people were pulling their vehicles up to the fuel pumps and buying gas. My intuition told me that they were heading west. Then an SUV pulled up. A man jumped out frantic and said, I need to get a full tank of gas. He pulled out his billfold, some U.S. dollars. The store manager said, I don't take U.S. dollars. The father scared to death says, well, then what do you take? Well, what do you have? Then he walked over to the trailer and everybody knew that the convenience or owner was a store owner was about to take anything and everything he wanted to get the guy a, a tank of gas. That's bartering. Wow. That's what we're moving to probably before the end of the year. I believe that we're live with pastor Stan Johnson of the prophecy club. If you're just joining us, brother Stan, um, what do you, what wisdom has God given you with regards to preps that we can make now? Have you heard this story circulate? No, no, I've got a good answer there. I got a good answer there, but go ahead. Go ahead. Heard, I want, I want, okay. There's word going around that uh, some of the military who have some inside knowledge are warning other military to get their houses in order that this is, right. this right. is for real now. And there's right. going to be some type of disruption. Right. Uh, that your Humvees rolling into Washington, D.C. In other words, an internal revolution is about to take place. We're about to see the military overthrow of the American government. Now, I can tell you, folks, that if you've been tuning in to Stan and I for a while, you know that we've been warning for many years to get prepared. And I will tell you, we were really warning Stan here on this program uh, prior to the election. And uh, we just didn't know what we might have to encounter. And I don't begrudge any preparation that I've made because most of the stuff that I bought, I've been working through and I've already used up. And then um, I'm thinking now it's time to double down on some of the preps, making sure we have some food, 
water. What are you thinking? What should we do? What do you think is prudent? Okay, right, here's a simple formula. First, assume that maybe it's hoodlums outside or a pandemic or martial law, but for whatever reason, you are told you cannot leave your home and you cannot leave the four walls of your home for one year. Now, if you can't leave your home or you dare not, are you ready? Then you have to ask yourself, what are the threes when it comes to survival? You can only survive three minutes without fresh, clean air. So you need to have some kind of filter. Maybe it's volcanic ash. Maybe it's, I don't know, something in the air. Make sure you have three minutes of air. Second thing, you can't go more than three days without water. Clean, purified water. The, uh, the, the number one reason why people die in emergencies is drinking contaminated water. So the first thing you want to do is make sure you have the water. But even more important than that, I recommend a Berkey water filter. Yes, you can get them at prophecyclub.com because it's like a big stainless steel coffee pot. You pour dirty water in the top, out comes clean, drinkable water in the bottom. And it'll, it depends on how big you, one you get, but you can filter water enough for the whole neighborhood. And it will be clean and pure. The third thing is you can only go about 30 days without food, eh, more or less, but about 30. Three minutes with air, three days with water, 30 days with food. So while food is very, very important, it's not the immediate. Water is most important. So you need to have a water source. You need to have water filter. I recommend Berkey. Now, the next thing is uh, you need to have food. Uh, and, and I recommend that people go to heavensharvest.com. And if you put in a promo code called Stan, it helps your prophecy club. But the reason I recommend heavensharvest.com is, A, they have it when most of these people are out of it. They actually have right. it in stock uh, or, or just about to get it. And then the next thing is, is because it's dehydrated food. The last thing you want to do is find yourself in some hole someplace and you pull out your cheap uh, emergency food you got a good deal on, but you can't yep. get your family to eat it <laughs> or it's bad. Right. This, all you got to do is boil water and pour it in it and you got food. It's, it's good food. The next thing is we know that not gold, but silver is going to skyrocket far more than gold. So there I recommend people go to cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Yes, they are our sponsor. And if you say Prophecy Club, it helps your Prophecy Club. But what I recommend a person do, I think everybody should have a handful of gold coins and at yeah. least a handful of silver coins. You pull out a gold coin when you got to get out of the country. you got to buy a car. Two or three gold coins in an emergency get you a car. It gets you someplace where nothing else will everybody accepts gold but a silver coin a gold coin a one ounce gold coin you're talking two thousand dollar value today a one ounce silver coin yeah 30 35 so when you pull up to gas like you go back to the convenience store and he's only trading you know like lawnmowers and power equipment tractors and things you pull out silver coins you got your tank of gas <laughs> but they'll take a silver coin but you don't want to pull out a gold coin. You don't want to pull out a coin $2,000 worth to buy a tank of gas. You see? Right. That's so true. My, my suggestion is that you get some silver coins. Now, I did a radio program where there's this, this Terry Socket that owns CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. 
talked about a lady and she believes, and we don't know that this is true, and we're not giving financial advice, and we're not telling you to buy gold or silver. But she says that she thought that it would be a high probability that silver would go to $600 an ounce. Right now, wow. it's like around 35. Okay, so if that's true, that would be very, very helpful for you to be prepared. Now, let, let me jump to another one. Um, let me give you, just take a second to pull it up. This is good advice tonight. Folks, definitely you're going to need to be able to filtrate your water. That's how most people die from eating, from drinking water that's got a amoebic dysentery in there. Get a big Berkey. I highly recommend it. And that way you can put any kind of water you get your hands on in there. You can filter it. <clears throat> okay, here we go. May 28th, 2016. Uh, Pastor Massey called me and said, I had a dream last night. I don't understand. I said, tell me the dream. Because the night before I had just been praying, I said, Lord, I need an overview between now and the tribulation. What are we going to see? So this is what the dream was, and it answers that question. It shows you what's coming and in what order it's coming. He says, in the dream, we were plowing. Very nice things happening, good things like the seven years of plenty. That's what we're in right now. We came home. Someone dropped off two children at my house. One girl thought that we were the best people to take care of these kids because they were scared that they would have no food. There was no food where they were living. So the second thing we're looking for is a time when there's no food. And I can read you lots of dreams and visions from credible people say that's coming. Third point, I was sitting there and someone came out of my home to hurt the children. They said, let me talk to you. I said, well, before you talk to me, let me get my gun. Key, listen, let me get my gun because I don't want to talk to you without my gun. So I got my gun and loaded it with three cartridges and talked with them. Meaning it's going back to the wild west to where they're going to defund the police. You're going to call 911 and no one's going to answer. And if you're going to be protected, it is going to be you protecting yourself. Fourth point, there was a main road in my house. I saw like a herd of people walking down this road. So many people like a herd of cows or sheep, the road was packed. They were close together like sardines, meaning the Russians attacked, the nuclear bombs had hit America, and America was destroyed. So people were walking, not in cars, because all of the EMP, that's another thing. Uh, electro, when a nuclear bomb goes off, it sends out an EMP pulse that lasts about two milliseconds. And it fries every, it fries every computer chip. It overloads it. It literally burns it out. And it's dead, and it will never come back to life. And, right. of course, for that, I'd, I'd send you to empshield.com. And the promo code there is PROPHECY. That helps your Prophecy Club, too. empshield.com. empshield.com. Anyway, so he saw the people walking down, walking out of America. The fifth thing, the final thing. I saw they began to get chopped up, chopped up. Only a few of them, like one or two out of a thousand people were spared. I saw some kind of a, a chopper-like machine chopping them, chopping their heads off. I thought, whoa, this must be the end time. This must be the tribulation. And only a few were spared, and we all went into hiding. Now, where are we right now? I think that we are in the conclusion years of the seven years of plenty. We're about to see food and all kinds of things get very scarce. Then it's going to be the wild, wild west again. Yes, there's going to be miracles, but if we are going to be protected, it's going to be us doing the protecting. So think that through. And 
then we're going to there will be a time where people will literally have to walk out of America because it's not livable anymore. And then, of course, that's, in my opinion, close to the end of the tribulation. Absolutely. Um, folks, we're we're in the end of days. I have no question about it in my mind. I need to mention this to you, uh, and this is verifiable. I actually got the news broadcast to back up what we heard. I was told that Jakarta, which is uh, the capital of Indonesia, specifically uh, our family lives over in a place called Deepak, which is a little suburb there. There was aerial spraying going on. And there were cities in Indonesia that did not want to comply with the, the gift mandate. Right. They were getting sprayed. And I've got footage. It's, it was admitted by the yeah. news. The military was flying over with a Hercules C-130, and they were pouring some unidentified chemical out of barrels. And they were aerial spraying people. And my wife said it was happening. I said, are you sure? She said, yeah, they're doing it. And uh, some of our family were having respiratory issues, you know, getting sick. Uh, this stuff was just coming from above. Folks, uh, that's actually happening out there. So the people that thought the chemtrails and all was conspiracy theory, no. That's even more advanced than what we have over here. It's low-tech, what they're doing here. They're just pouring it out by hand. But uh, there's advanced um, equipment. Let me, let me point this out. Uh, name me one big-name Democrat that has got COVID, that has died from it. Now, yes, the, the Democrats that left went up to Washington, D.C. <laughs> we're all laughing because they left with a case of 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 Miller of I guess it's light beer. They left with a case of light beer, but when they came up there, they got a case of COVID <laughs> or Corona. The case of Corona. In other words, it's just the beer. Is it? Yeah, right. it's but, anyway, but name me one big name Democrat that has got sick from COVID and died. I'm telling you, they have a. I don't know how, but they have a way to spread the V, and they also have an anti-V. So that their people don't get it. Well, anything you can also manufacture an antidote for you, can't you? Absolutely. Um, I definitely believe in HEPA filters. We've got several of them here in the house just to, for air quality. Stands right. You need a way to filter your water. You also need to store some water if you can. There was a time where I would go over to uline.com and I would buy these 55-gallon blue barrels that were food grade. Yeah. And I would fill them with tap water, and I had 10 of these, in, oh, excuse me, 20 of these in my basement. Now, they're heavy to move around, and I had them moving on these uh, little frames that have caster wheels on them. That way you can move them because a gallon of water weighs eight pounds. And when you've got 50-gallon barrel filled up, you know, 55-gallon, that's 440 pounds. That's hard to move. But you can also buy sparklet bottles of water, any kind of bottle of water stored under your bed. Everybody should have a 24-pack in their car. You never know when you might get stranded on the highway, as I've been before. Have all the water you can. Have that big Berkey so you can filter any extra water you can. I also think people should have propane stand because what happens if the electric goes out and all you got is an electric stove? How are you going to cook? You need a two-burner portable propane unless you've got a backyard barbecue grill. That'll work, too. But have some of those 10-gallon tanks on the ready. That's all we use over here. And uh, I'm here to tell you, those can last you weeks. You have no power, but you can cook. Actually, I recommend the. Uh, bigger. Uh, yeah, I, let me try to think. I think it's 
it's not 10 gallons. What is it? It's a hundred pound tank. Hundred pound, yeah. pound tank. It's like five foot tall and that's what you yeah. Ace Hardware, most of those places you can get them, my local gas company. I used to have four of those in my backyard, hidden away. Um, um, my point here is you can cook when there's no power. You got water to drink, okay? And then, of course, canned goods are going to last for years. And then the um, website you gave out that has the freeze-dry food. Let me tell you why freeze-dry is important. Over here, I don't have some of the things available that I used to have in America. So I just got lazy and I went out and bought a um, 25 pound bag of rice. Well, I was warned it would happen, but I saw it firsthand. Uh, I saw things moving in there within a few weeks. And before I knew it, that whole bag was infested with weevils. They had hatched. And I learned if you don't have some way to get the oxygen out, you're in trouble. Freeze dried is the ultimate type of food you can buy. It squeezed the oxygen out. It got the water content out. That stuff will last 20 years. So get that that you can afford. Buy some canned tuna. Unless you want to eat weevils. Now, I did tell my wife, I guess we could cook them high in protein. <laughs> Brother, I gave it away to somebody, and I think that they're going to filter out the weevils. I couldn't stand to think about cooking those things. You American. <laughs> I didn't buy any more of that rice. I began to get that stuff that had all the oxygen sucked out. But, folks, you know, we, we went through this stuff. We ate most of our rice. I loaded the refrigerator up with uh, dozens of eggs. I had like uh, 25 packs of eggs in there. Uh, I've got a couple hundred cans of tuna. I'm eating through it. And I bought other things. And, you know, I just prepaid for it because it was stuff I was going to use anyway. But I'm working through it after a year and a half. And I realize it's time to double down because being stuck in your house under a quarantine has shown me that you might not be able to get out and get the things that you wanted to get before. They were easy. They may not even be available, or it might be double the price. You don't know, folks. Shortages are happening everywhere. Uh, so do what you can and have it go to all stand. That's all we can do, right, Brother Stan? Amen. Amen. But God doesn't expect us to be stupid. There's nothing worse than hearing the warning and taking no action. What does that say? Maybe it says we don't really believe. And, folks, that's a really dangerous place to be. I believe God gives us a warning ahead of time. So we can pray, we can fast, we can prepare, do what we can, and having done all stand. And uh, we're going to see some massive changes coming quick. So I think we need to do what the Lord has been telling us to do now. And better yet, make spiritual preparations. Get out to the upcoming meeting. Tell us about that again, Stan. The Solomon September Assembly, September 6 to 8. You go to watchmanstrumpet.com, watchmanstrumpet.com. Solomon September Assembly, September 6 to 8. And in my opinion, the only reason you should not be there is if you would lose your job. And if they openly say, no, if you go, then you don't need to come back. But if you, if there's any way you can get there, you should be there. You should be there to save the nation. We're gathering in one name, Jesus, to do one thing, pray for America. 48 hours fasting and prayer. If you've never fasted before, you would be shocked to find out how easy it is and what a blessing it will really be for you to go. Watchmanstrumpet.com. Watchmanstrumpet.com. We're going to be meeting in the DFW area, and it's going to be sundown Monday to sundown Wednesday. So you can fly in Monday morning. You can fly out Wednesday evening and be back to work Thursday. So you just need to take off Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Uh, Solemn September Assembly, September 6 to 8, 
Watchmanstrumpet.com. 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 Also, those other websites I sent you to is EMPShield.com, promo code Prophecy. Heavensharvest.com, promo code Stand. Don't know where they came up with that. And CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. And ProphecyClub.com. Go to ProphecyClub.com to get my books and a Berkey and go check it out. Yes. Get yourself prepared. We really are. This, this is not a gimmick. Okay. We really are about to have the biggest change in our lifetime. Probably, according to Mike Lindell, it's going to hit before the end of August. Folks, thank God we've had a test run and we realize, you know what? We're not where we need to be. We're not Amen. prepared spiritually like we need to be. Maybe there's some things that you did not prepare for in the natural. And uh, having said all this tonight, we need to be prepared to meet Jesus. One way or the other, we're going to meet him, maybe some of us sooner than later, and we don't want to meet him unprepared. Stan, before we close tonight, what can a person do to be prepared for eternity if they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ tonight as Lord and Savior? It's imperative that they do because we're all running out of time, aren't we? I saw another angel flying through the midst of heaven, crying with a loud voice to all the people, all the nations of the earth, saying, fear God and give glory in him. For the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him that made heavens and the earth and the seas and the fountains of waters. So that is the very simplest message of how to get saved there is. And that is simply worship God that made heavens and the earth, seas and the fountains of waters. I was on her phone to tech support with some guy that was from India. And we got into a conversation, as oftentimes I do. <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, he, and, and we, and I, he finally said, well, how do I accept your God? And I said, the simplest way is to say, Jesus be my God. He said, Jesus be my God. I said, say it again, Jesus be my God. That's as simple as it comes. So the very simplest thing is to simply say, Jesus be my God. I've heard people say, well, Jesus, if you're really God, then show me. And boom, man, oh, yeah, he shows up. It's not about whether Jesus is real. It's about whether we want him. And now more than ever, that mark of the beast coming, the trouble coming, now more than ever, brothers and sisters, we got to get ready. We got to get ready. If we're not ready, if we don't have, it's not just enough to say Jesus coming to my heart. Let me also say, Yep. I think it's important that you get involved in the church. Yes, we're going to have solemn assembly uh, live streamed, but you need to actually come to it. And yes, you can watch our church online, but you really should get involved in a local church. Why? Because Hebrews 10.25 says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Because we need people to lean on. There's going to be a day that you're sick. And you're going to need somebody to help. There's going to be a day that you can't get out of your, your bed or you can't drive yourself. Or, and on the other hand, there's going to be days when the spirit of God is in your heart burning and you want to serve. And some of those other congregation members that have now become your friends, they are the ones that are in the bed and you've got to take them food. They can't get to the doctor or the hospital. You've got to drive them. So it is a family. A church is a family in which people take care believers take care of other believers 
So it's very important. Do not put it off. Go to a local church. Well, how do I know which? It's not going to be perfect. Even if you come to our church, it's not perfect. So understand, you're not going to find a perfect church. But what you do, say, Lord, send me to the right church. And then you start visiting. And just because it sounds good doesn't mean it's the right one. As a matter of fact, just because it's a nice, big, pretty building might mean it's the wrong one. And just because it's a really nice, uh, big congregation, a lot of people all dressed up and they seem really friendly, does not necessarily mean it's the right one. Sometimes the little hole in the wall chart, church with 10, 15 people that is really struggling, but the spirit of God is there. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for the spirit of God that will touch your heart because we go to church and you're not going to like this. One of the reasons we should go to church is to get corrected because when we get corrected, it means that we become more Christ-like. We get closer to Jesus. You should not be choosing a church you like or a church that encourages you or blesses you or lifts you up. It ought to be, you ought to walk out and your toes ought to be stomped on. You ought to be saying, oh boy, I got some changes to make. That's the kind of church you want to look for. Absolutely. You want to look for a family. I go to some place based on the, it's got the best music. Folks, turn on the radio if you want to listen to music. We need the one <laughs> <I'd> preach. <laughs> um, I want to thank you, Brother Stan, for coming on that powerful word. And I appreciate your ministry. We love and appreciate you and Prophet Leslie and Lou and Suni and all the, the family there at um, Prophecy Club. If someone happens to be in Texas, uh, where are you located at? And when can people come out and be part of the church if they're there? Well, local? The, the church is in Plano, Texas, which is in kind of the center part of the DFW area. And uh, just look up spiritofprophecychurch.com, spiritofprophecychurch.com, or prophecyclub.com. But right now, the thing that I really want to do, let, let me send you here. Let, first, go to prophecyclub.com, get the books, get a Berkey. Yep. Then go to watchmanstrumpet.com, get signed up for the Solemn Assembly. Then go to maybe empshield.com, code word prophecy, heavensharvest.com, promo code STAN, cornerstoneassetmetals.com, say prophecy club. Get yourself prepared. But the most important thing is don't think that your objective is to try to live a long life. Our objective is to serve the Lord Jesus, to get to eternity with as many crowns and rewards and blessings as we possibly can have. We want to go to heaven dragging a long line of people with us. Amen. That's all we can take with us, folks, what we do for the Lord down here. Praise the Lord. Uh, Stan, I want to thank you for coming on tonight. If someone wants to support your ministry, do you have a way they can do that? PayPal or other way? Yeah, just go to prophecyclub.com. There's a place where you can click. There's lots of ways to give credit cards, checks, and of course, PayPal and prophecyclub.com. It all starts at prophecyclub.com. And hey. by, by the way, I, I want to say thank you. You know, as I was waiting for you, I thought, you know, this is this is a very gracious guy. You make me feel really good. You make me feel like someone wants to hear me. Maybe they don't, but you make me feel really good. And I, I appreciate so much coming on your program and all of the listeners out there. And I can just feel their love. And I, I look forward to the time when we can fellowship together for all eternity. 
And Absolutely. the Bible says that we will know each other as we are known. In other words, there's not going to be any introductions in heaven. We'll all know all of the people. We'll be able to walk up Jeremiah, and he, Jeremiah knows who we are. All of us. We'll know all of our, each other in heaven. And I look forward to seeing you. Thank you for having me on, brother. Stan, I really mean it. Uh, a real high point of being able to do these shows was to be able to get you on this show. And I've been following your work at the Prophecy Club for many years. Uh, I've been watching it for over 20 years. And you don't know the times I was um, just felt disconnected from everything when I was living in Panama, especially. But I was able to listen to the Prophecy Club podcast, and I began to order. At that time, you were offering uh, programs on VHS tape. Right. Wow. I, was, long time ago. I was so excited. Everyone that came in, you've had so many great interviews over the years. Yeah. In fact, uh, there's some I want to go back and listen to again. And I was thinking, some may not know this, but um, you have digitized just about everyone you've done. And right. you have some type of club they can join. That Watch prophecyclub.com. Watch prophecyclub.com. 20 bucks a month, $200 a year. You can watch like 300 DVDs, 28 years wow. worth of DVDs, recordings up there. W what a deal. And you can watch them anytime you want. Deal. Yeah. Watch prophecyclub.com. Because I want to go back and I'm going to subscribe because I want to go back and uh, see, see many and get caught up on some that I haven't seen before and review others. Folks, uh, really, I've been blessed over the years with the great work Prophecy Club has done. Uh, they are, if anybody's a watchman ministry, it is Stan Johnson and Leslie Johnson Prophecy Club. That's what they do. They have been warning the body of Christ to get ready to meet Jesus and giving us updates on what's going on. And uh, we need your ministry now more than ever, Stan. So uh, thank you for coming on. A real honor to be with you. And um, praise the Lord. Uh, we'll have Stan on again, again, and also Prophet Leslie coming on in August as well. My brother, do you want to close us in prayer tonight? Lord, we give you all the credit, the honor, and the glory. We look forward to the time when we can have our sins removed and stand before you without guilt, without shame, through all eternity. We look forward to the time that we can cast our crowns at your feet, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. In Jesus' name, amen.